0: Welcome to another episode of Wild and Exposed, your wildlife photography and outdoor adventure podcast.
1: All right. At long last, I'm here with Isaac Spots, (laughs) uh, Youth Photographer of the Year, and actually, youth or not, a very talented young man from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Thanks, man. Welcome, Isaac.
2: Thanks for having me along,
1: man. Yeah, you bet. It's taken forever to get Isaac on here because... his passion is no joke. You can look on his YouTube channel. You can look on his Instagram page. Um,
2: yes, and
1: you can see how much time he spends out trying to catch up with him. If he's not at work, Isaac's out shooting somewhere. Typically.
2: Yep. Sure.
1: Sleeping in the vehicle in the yep. middle of the winter time. That's right.
2: That's <laughs> right.
1: That's the life, man. <laughs> whatever it takes. <laughs> yep. So welcome Isaac. <laughs> thank and you. Uh, Thank you for your time. Yeah. I appreciate of course. you doing this for us. And, of course. Um, First of all, we've had several people ask us if we would if we were ever gonna be able to have you on here. Yeah. So nice. obviously you are uh, an individual that's in high demand. So it's cool we appreciate to hear. you uh taking the time to be with us well, my, specifically my pleasure. Yeah. at Wild and Exposed. Yeah. But tell people a little bit about your background because I think people know where you're at now. Yeah. But what got you to this point?
2: Yeah, I mean uh I'm originally from Orlando, Florida. So I haven't been I haven't lived in Wyoming my whole life. I moved out here with my family back in 2016. Uh, we had took a cross-country road trip back in 2014, where we rented a, a camper for it was six months. We were gone. We got to travel the whole country. We got to, you know, see some amazing places and got to meet some awesome people. Uh, but there was there was one place that really really stuck out to us, and that was Jackson, Wyoming. there was just something about it you know there's something that just hooks you there's that uh just the the vast open plains that lead to you know those huge jaggedy mountains that are the grand tetons and and uh the diverse wildlife the the cool mountain town there's just something about it you know and uh it hooked us all hooked my whole family when i was back in florida i was always dreaming about it i would always be laying in bed and i'd be like man i really want to be there that's that's where i want to be and uh yeah, two years later, we just decided to up and move and, and head west, and it uh, was definitely the best decision we ever made, and yeah, ever since then, I've just been pursuing and pursuing my passion, which is photographing wildlife, and, and just wildlife in general. And so,
1: f- for our listeners, did mm-hmm. that passion take flight in Wyoming, or did that passion, because Florida's
2: got a fairly totally. diverse <laughs> ecosystem as well. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, it definitely started in Florida, so... I've been into photography since I was, for as long as I can remember, I've been taking pictures, whether that's with uh, a flip phone or uh, little Kodak disposable cameras I used to shoot with when I was eight years old. Um, but I, I've always loved animals. They're, we used to, my family and I used to take in injured animals or, or baby animals that have been separated from their parents. People, friends of ours, would find these animals on the side of the road, whether that was raccoons possums tortoises and you know all different animals and and they would bring them to us and we would care for them feed them bring them back to health and uh and then release them back into the wild when they were ready and i definitely feel like that played a role in it i mean you know Mm -hmm. being able to to you know hold those animals and to kind of share a bond with them you know and to feed them and and give them water and, and bring them back to health uh definitely sparked a a love for them. I've always loved them. Um, and when I got my first camera, I was ten years old. My grandma bought me just a small Canon point-and-shoot, nothing too crazy. Um, you know, I started capturing animals that I would share these moments with, and uh, it 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 really hit me that you know that's a really cool thing. You know, to be able to capture these these split-second moments that you know are gone like that. To the to the naked eye, they're just you can't see them, and to be able to capture those. And to have those moments forever, it, just, it was a wow moment for me as a 10-year-old, you know. And I was hooked from there ever since Excellent. Then. Yep.
1: And I think that is probably the most misunderstood part of what we do is yeah. if you get that shot, yep. which you've gotten plenty, but if you get that shot people don't understand exactly what that took and that you did just have that split second totally to get it and you yeah. had to be prepared when it's that a split moment second
2: happened. yeah you got to be prepared and the, the biggest thing is is you got to be there you know you got to be out there mm-hmm. like you said earlier i i work four days a week i work a full-time job at the uh, wyoming camera outfitters the camera store and uh, every night i get off of work i head out for sunset shoots sometimes sunrise before and every day i'm off i'm out there to- you know uh, trudging through the woods and uh, waiting for these moments and I'm out there all the time, but sometimes it's rewarded. And, uh, it's, it's those times that that's it, what I live for, you know, Absolutely. and it's that split second, man. It's awesome.
1: Excellent. And I guess, uh, with that comment, you said that you worked for Wyoming camera outfitters mm-hmm. in, in Jackson, in their Jackson store. Yep. Um, I neglected to set the scene <laughs> for where we're at. So yeah. it's a little bit different setup right here today. Um, You're probably hearing a little bit of background noise. And what that is, is uh, the folks down in the store were actually upstairs at Wyoming Camera Outfitters in Casper, Wyoming. And the folks downstairs are still taking part in the Wild West Photo Fest, which is their annual event and competition. And Isaac came up as a keynote speaker last night. Yep. And so I was fortunate enough to capitalize on the opportunity
2: to catch him when yeah. he wasn't in jackson <laughs> <laughs> when i wasn't out in the woods and in no cell service <laughs> right <laughs> Yep. exactly
1: so what what brought out that passion once you reached jackson mm-hmm. now, were you a photographer in florida
2: yeah you're obviously younger but yep yeah i had bought that camera when i was 10 um i bought a more serious camera when i was 13 i was a I was actually an actor, so I was big into theater, and I was uh, I was in my first paid theater gig when I was 13, mm-hmm. and it was actually Dr. Doolittle, the show, <laughs> which oh, really? is quite ironic. I played the kid who talked to the animals um, in that show, but I got paid for it, and I bought a uh, Nikon D3200. You know, not a crazy DSLR, but it definitely sparked an extra excitement, you know, to have telephoto lenses and, uh, and that sort of thing. So I was definitely into it before, but when I moved to Wyoming, it's just totally different you know yeah we've got we've got some cool things in Florida we have birds and gators and and some other things like that but out here it's just it was my dream animals moose bears uh wolves you know just all kinds of things all kinds of animals that I had researched and watched videos you know National Geographic videos on and and all sorts of videos like that and to be able to to see those you know those animals that I've dreamt about uh in the wild, you know, was just mm. crazy to me. And it still is to this day. That's why I'm always out there, man. And, um, yeah, to be out here and to be photographing wild animals. Back in Florida, I did a lot of zoo photography too, just going to zoos to, to see and watch these things. But, you know, photographing wild animals is a is a whole different thing, and it it has me hooked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely I'm definitely a wildlife photography addict, I would say, for sure.
1: Excellent. Where did you learn about photography did you have a somebody that mentored you were you was your family involved yeah with photography no
2: I'm, my none of my uh, family's ever been into photography or anything like that i was I, i'm the first one to get into it but um my mom's uh, friend from florida uh, photographs at disney world um and he's been a friend of ours for a long time and he gave me a couple lessons on you know kind of the technical side of things, manual settings, aperture, shutter speed, the, the technical side of things. Um, but other than that, it's mostly just been self-taught, um, a lot of YouTube videos, and um, uh, just learning from experience. And then uh, when I started working at the camera store, uh, let's see, two and a half years ago now, um, the, the fellas over there have really, really taken my photography to a whole nother level too, just with their knowledge and, and their expertise and, you know, bringing that other technical side out of me um, was something that I wasn't really good with. I'm not really that technical of a person, actually. Um, now that I've been photographing for a while with cameras, I'm pretty good. But it took me a while. But, uh, but yeah, a little bit of both self-taught and, and some folks along the way. I've never taken any courses or classes or anything like that, though, about it.
1: Sure. So without that technical knowledge, when you – and it sounds like you – started if i'm if i'm remembering the timeline yeah. correctly you started working at the camera store right after you guys moved yeah
2: it was Jackson. it was it was very it was a year after uh, a year after we moved so yeah it's been almost three years now that i've been working at the camera store i've mm-hmm. loved every minute of it it's a great job hmm yep yeah.
1: So did you go to school at Jackson High School and then work the weekends, or
2: no? I um,
1: did you homeschool. Yeah, I've been not?
2: homeschooled pretty okay. much my whole life. I did some public schooling back in Florida, um, uh-huh. but for the most part, I've been homeschooled my whole life. Um, so I have a lot, I have had a lot of flexibility when it comes to my schooling and and. You know, I could kind of do it when, whenever I wanted, since it was, since I was homeschooled, um, and get it done at night, or you know, my schooling. You know, I could kind of put it off uh, in a sense, uh, which gave me a lot of flexibility to to kind of hone in on what I was really passionate about, which is you know wildlife and animals and photography. Um, and then I graduated, yeah, a couple of years ago now. At this point,
1: excellent what is your dream species at this point? I mean, you, we're going to, we're going to talk about a couple shots that you've gotten. Yeah. And obviously the one that earned you some accolades. Yeah. And because I want to hear, and I want our listeners to hear Yeah. exactly what it took to get that shot. Yeah. (laughs)
2: So it was interesting. Um,
1: But (laughs) what's your dream species now?
2: Man. That you haven't had. Yeah. You know, I've photographed so many of them, but um, there's definitely, I mean, all kinds of animals. Polar bears are definitely high on the list. Um, uh lynx canada lynx wolverines there's we actually have wolverines out here surprisingly they're just crazy elusive uh what else a bunch of different african animals i want to go to africa for sure get the big cats leopards lions all that gorillas would be super sweet um uh there's just so many things i just want to do so much it's it's kind of overwhelming but um but yeah, I'd say probably the next thing I'm going to target that is kind of the most realistic is Canada lynx that I haven't seen or photographed yet. Because there's there's several places um, that aren't terribly far um, that have them. Actually, Yellowstone used to. Yeah. They haven't seen one in a in a heck of a long time. They still could be out there. But so um, that'll probably be my next my next yeah, target. Back
1: when species. I worked for the Game and Fish, a, a good friend of mine, there were three or four of them around the state, and their job really? was to snowshoe these uh young growth or new growth pine yeah. forests wow. and look for snowshoe hares and then obviously look yep. for lynx tracks yep and they did find really sets of lynx tracks wow. in Wyoming. that's crazy but they're very very rare yeah, yeah.
2: that's interesting
1: mm-hmm.
2: maybe one but of yeah, these yeah, there are
1: better places <laughs> yeah yeah
2: yeah probably more realistic yeah
1: yep so talk to me just a little bit about because i know you're you're kind of what some people would consider hardcore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're diving in the water, and you're <laughs> doing all kinds of things. So yeah. talk us through the the shot, and hopefully we'll be able to put a link up to this shot so that you can see it, um, yeah. that earned you the accolades of Youth Photographer of the Year. Yeah. was a shot of three bull moose, and they were kind of converging, or they converged yep. Yep. in a waterway.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was three three big bull moose. Yeah, and they were... And it was an outshoot of a warm spring, so it was this little warm creek kind of deal. And, yeah, it was three big bull moose sparring, all three of them in the water. It was a crazy scene. Um, but, yeah, I was just driving one day, and uh, it was in Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. And I saw a couple little brown dots, like, way out in this open field. I figured it had to be moose because there are you know, moose in that area pretty much every day this, this time of year. They um, are in the winter when I took that shot. So I hiked out to him, and uh, there was one bull. It was a pretty small bull. He was one, the the bull on the left in that photo was standing in the water, and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool." It was it was a beautiful scene because since it was it was probably like 15 degrees that day, which for a Wyoming winter day actually isn't that bad. Um, but since it was that cold, there was steam rising off the water. Uh, the you know the bull had a perfect reflection. It was it was gorgeous. So first thing I thought of because my rule. In my wildlife photography, is I have to be eye level or lower with the subject. It just gives it a much more kind of personal and intimate feel when you're at their level and you can kind of look into their eyes. And it's just a, a totally different feel with the photo. So I knew that right away. I had my <laughs> I didn't have any waders or anything. I had my jeans and like a I could down jacket, and I just instantly just went in the water. Um, and it was probably only three feet deep or so, but I was up to my neck because I was leaning back and laying down so I could have my camera almost touching the water it was so low just so i could get that perfect perspective that i was after um and yeah i was sitting down there and out of out of the distance uh, another bull starts walking up and he gets to the edge of the creek and i'm like thinking are these two going to like get at it in the water like that would be insane um <laughs> sure enough the one gets in and they're just kind of drinking at first um in the in the creek and i saw a bigger bull he was the biggest bull in the field And he started walking, and he started coming closer and closer, and I was like, there's no way that this guy gets in. (laughs) Like, come on, that'd just be too much. Uh, But he, sure enough, he comes down, and he comes off that ridge and goes into the water, and he was the alpha. He was the biggest one, the one right in the middle of the photo. And the two little guys kind of came to each side of him, and they just started tussling around. Um... And here I was thinking my my you know my memory card's got to be full or my battery's <laughs> gonna die you know <laughs> something's yeah. got to happen because this is too perfect I can't capture this you know but none of that happened and um, I was able to capture that shot and it was a uh, definitely one of the craziest wildlife experiences of my life. Sure. Excellent.
1: Um, with that shot, then you you started to earn some recognition right away. Mm-hmm. But then what? caused you to go ahead and enter the competition?
2: Uh, You know, a friend of mine, Ashley Scully, um, who actually won Youth Photographer of the Year previously, I guess it would have been 2017, uh, with an epic picture of uh, Alaskan brown bears, but um, she told me about the competition. I hadn't heard of it before. Or I had seen it before. I'd seen the magazine and, and other things like that, but didn't know about the competition. So she said, she was like, that, you know, you should, you should enter that competition. I think, I think your work has a, has a good chance of, of winning something. And I was like, all right, might as well, you know, what do I got to lose? I had no thought or, you know, I didn't think I was going to win at all. There's not a part of me that thought it was just like, a, okay, why not kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I submitted, I think it was 20 photos or so you were allowed to submit, um, and yeah, a few months later, I got the call from uh, Steve Freely, who's the um, the director of Nature's Best, and uh, he said, "You're the Youth Photographer of the Year, you know, and your your photo of the the Battle of the Bulls is gonna be hanging in the Smithsonian." And I remember I was at work, and I just started bawling, crying. <laughs> I was I was so excited and so happy. I, it was just something I never even could dream that would happen. I'd been to the Smithsonian when I was ten. And I remember walking through that exact same exhibit and thinking, Man, it'd be cool to have one of my photos up here one day. You know, and that was as a ten year old with my point and shoot and I was shooting flowers and and wasps and lizards at that point. Shoot the
1: butterfly pavilion in the the museum of natural history.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, to to have that dream come true is is incredible.
1: Well that's quite an honor. I mean the there are some fantastic photographers around the world, and for and sure. even youth photographers. As oh, look absolutely! At some of the photographers around uh, Africa. Yes. Uh, Ashley Scully. Mm-hmm. Ashley Scully, right? Yep. Yep. Is it? yep. Um, from back east. Yep. She's yep. a fantastic youth she, photographer. Yeah, she also, is. she's had a good opportunity to have some great mentorship. Yep, indeed. For um, Sure. But has done a fantastic job
2: with absolutely with where she's, she's, she's been as well. Yep, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, there's tons of skill out there. Yeah, for them to, you know, out of all that that talent and skill, um, you know, the fact that they chose my photo just blew me away. It really did. Well, Never it's a in great a image. Years. and it's Thank you, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, had you not gotten in the water, it's a it
2: wouldn't it's have a been different shot. Totally, Yeah, yep, totally. And, you know, a lot of people ask me if I felt in danger because moose can be very aggressive. They, mm-hmm. they can be aggressive animals. But um, I had been photographing that younger one for so long, and the other bulls had watched me. I was probably there for an hour photographing him. Uh, before these two came in so when they did I was I was far enough from them as it was but they had seen me already so they had become acclimated with me and they didn't even care there was no I didn't have I didn't feel threatened at all while I was out there um, which was really cool too you never want to put them Mm -hmm. or yourself in danger when you're out there absolutely
1: and yeah we talk about it all the time on the podcast behavior is Mm -hmm. key first of all to a good photo yep but Watching the animal's behavior, getting a read on where they're at with the situation and how they're going to respond to you.
2: Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely, you know, as I've been out there, you start learning their body languages and with moose, um, you know, their, their back hairs will just stand straight up if they're upset and their ears will just pin to the side of their head. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of get hints when, <laughs> when you should skedaddle, right. you know, but when you're pushing but, the envelope. Yeah. But these guys, their, their ears were flopping. They were getting the bugs off themselves. They, they weren't even looking at me at that point. They were eating the, the grass. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it there's was bugs at 15 degrees. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe it wasn't bugs. I don't know. <laughs> they do that when uh, they, they no, do that when I they get or when there's you bugs, but, yep. um, who knows? Yeah. They're in the hot
1: and, and what was the water temperature? Because the water wasn't frozen, obviously. No, you said it was a warm So spray. that was
2: the crazy thing <laughs> and the kind of beautiful thing. Well, since it was, like I said, probably 15, 20 degrees, um, but when I got in, that little warm spring's probably like seventy or seventy five. Mm. So it felt great. <laughs> you know, while I was in there, I was like, This is this is relaxing, you know, yeah. this is like a spa <laughs> at the same time. And there were
1: obviously you're right around that thermal region. So yeah. there are
2: a lot of those little pockets
1: are different. Are hot. Yeah. Different parts of the ecosystem up there. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah. But when I got out I turned to an icicle, but it was worth I it. Bet. <laughs> I
1: bet. I bet. Now yeah. diving in the Yellowstone mm-hmm. River to photograph the frozen bison, I bet that's a different story.
2: But Yeah, I, I would imagine so. <laughs> Maybe one day that'll happen. I don't know. You never
1: <laughs> we'll know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So what kind of opportunities has that brought you? I mean, we, we talk about, we're sitting here at the venue of one of Wyoming's largest, if not the largest, photography competition in Wyoming. Yeah. And we talk often about competitions and making sure that, You know, you're not giving away the rights to your image and that kind of thing. Be careful of what kind of competitions you enter. But this one is a well-respected.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. um,
1: International competition.
2: Yep. Totally.
1: And what kind of opportunities has that provided you?
2: I mean, yeah. um, Giving this lecture, uh, you know, they asked me to come out and, and give this little wildlife photography lecture, which was really cool. I was definitely honored that they asked me to do that. Um, They've had some pretty big-name photographers in the past, you know, give the same lecture, and, you know, the fact that they asked me was was really, really cool. Um, You know, it's definitely given me, obviously, exposure for sure, um, which has been awesome, but it also gives an awesome opportunity to inspire as well, you know. Um, When I was 10 years old at that same museum walking through there, you know to have my photo in the Smithsonian which is visited by millions of of visitors a year you Literally, know yeah. um, and to you know when parents bring their kids in there um, which i highly highly suggest and and recommend because it really is an experience that you don't forget mm-hmm. i surely didn't forget it and you know i i just hope to to spread you know my love and and passion for these wi- you know wild animals because there's so many people who take them for granted you know, and, and just don't realize how beautiful they are and how really lucky we are to share this 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 planet with them, you know, and, you know, to have that opportunity to have my photo in, in such a, you know, a, such a place where so many people come to inspire and to, to open their eyes and and to really see, you know, how beautiful these animals are is such a cool opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. and it's an opportunity I never thought would would be available for me. But uh, but yeah, as, as well as some exposure and, um, and that sort of thing as well
1: sure what uh what has it opened your eyes to i mean you've been able to like you said speaking at this event they Mm -hmm. typically every year there's a canon explorer light that speaks at this event so you're in some pretty
2: yeah uh, yeah absolutely highly um, esteemed company definitely flattered man for sure i mean have um, you had
1: the opportunity to work with any of those folks as a result
2: uh, not, not quite yet. No. Um, I haven't worked with any of those guys or anything yet. Um, so nothing like that, but, but I definitely feel flattered. I was flattered when they asked me to, to speak, knowing, you know, who had, who had spoken for, you know, for them in the past mm-hmm. and for them to ask me was, uh, yeah, I was just very flattered for sure.
1: Now you st- have started a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Did you have that before
2: or has that been No, that, um, I just started, let's see, when did I start that? In the winter time. Um, Uh yeah, I just, you know, I, on my Instagram, I, I, they have these stories where you can post, uh, little videos and, and I've had a blast. Uh, I go out in the woods and I'll, I'll kind of document what I'm doing through Instagram Mm -hmm. stories and, um, and to share that and get, get responses from people all over the world, um, has been a lot of fun for me. It really has. Um, and you know, so many of them had asked, uh, are you, do you have a YouTube channel or are you gonna start a YouTube channel? And I never had one, and I thought it'd always be fun, you know, with my acting background and to be able to, to you know, share this excitement that I feel every time I, I get a cool picture and, and share these moments with the animals. That probably be a good idea to make one, you know. I'd probably have fun with it, so I did. And, I mean, I only have probably seven or eight videos on there right now, um, but it's just fun, you know. Also, when I'm not finding anything in the woods, it gives me something to do, just pull out my camera and start vlogging. Uh, and, yeah, when something happens share that experience. And it's pretty cool to have that on video. You know, I've only been doing it for a few months, but I'm sure years down the road, when I look back at these videos, I'll be like, man, I remember that day. That was a lot of fun. And to have that, you know, to be able to remember is really cool. And to share with people from all over. So I've been loving it so far.
1: We've, we've started to do a little bit more on YouTube and it, it's amazing how many people they don't necessarily need to know how to do what you do, yeah. but they kind of want to live vicariously through you. Yeah, absolutely. So to be able to share those moments, I I envy what you're doing yeah. and I appreciate what you're doing and the yeah, extra effort that it takes Yeah, also because it's a, <laughs> it's a lot of work documenting <laughs> yeah, those sure. stories I, and trips. And it
2: things. is. I don't do it like some of these YouTubers do, man. Some of these guys, I don't know if like Steve right. Mathis and, and other wildlife photographer YouTubers like that, <laughs> have the whole vlog camera and the mics and, and all that uh, mm-hmm. which I totally respect them for just because that's a lot to carry around you've it got is. your big telephoto yep. lenses your cameras for wildlife you gotta you know be videoing yourself while trying to take it's a lot of work uh, I just use a little tripod with my phone most of the time and right uh, which you know it still takes a little extra effort but but mm-hmm. it's it's worth it in the end for sure
1: excellent what parts of Wyoming have you not been to that you'd like to be uh plenty we talked of about getting you over for some bobcats at yeah, some point hopefully. yeah so. yeah
2: for sure yeah that would be epic um uh there's a couple places the bighorns i think is in wyoming right yeah that's that's been a place um i've been wanting to explore uh there's been a lot of places i mean even there's places i haven't touched in yellowstone or the teton still you know i, I definitely Um, want to explore more of that area and then kind of get into Montana and some of those Mm -hmm. states as well um, for links and other things.
1: Yep. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Well, Isaac, I greatly appreciate you joining us again. I can't say that enough. Oh man. I I appreciate Um, being on here. One thing that we do typically on each show is uh, we talk about a pro tip. Mm -hmm. So what would you share with, you said that you were wanting to inspire yeah, photographers and, and young photographers Totally. what would be your best
2: tip yeah I mean I would just say you know just get out there and explore you know that's what I did when I was young I got out and I was in Orlando Florida there wasn't a whole lot to explore but I'd find <laughs> the wooded areas and and you know I'd find I'd find lizards and you know you just kind of look at the world a different way especially through photography, you start seeing things and you start appreciating things that you wouldn't before. So I would just say, you know, don't really worry about being the best that there is. You know, just go out there and and explore and have a good time. You know, bring your camera, experience these moments and spend time out there. And all all that time you spend and all that energy uh, will be rewarded in the end and uh, something something crazy will happen. And like like that moose shot, you know, I'd say... Probably 90% or maybe more, I come away with nothing when I go out. But, mm. but there's that, you know, 10% where something crazy happens and it's all rewarded. So yeah. just go out there, have a good time. Uh, definitely suggest, you know, if you can find a mentor or somebody to, to be able to, to teach you and to, to help you learn, um, jump on that opportunity as well. There's been several people who have really helped me, um, and it, it definitely comes in, into play for sure.
1: Excellent. All things that we talk about, but yeah, it's it's great to hear that perspective. Mm-hmm. What uh, what's in the bag for Isaac Spots?
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. As of now, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. I'm loving life. I'm uh, I'm working at the camera shop. I'm going out and having a blast out in the forest. And uh, you know, if opportunities present themselves, I'll jump on it. But as of now, I'm just I'm loving life. Every second of Excellent. it. Excellent. Yep. Yes, sir.
1: Don't want to take up too much more no, of your no, time. It's, it's I know all you're, good, man. you're here on the job. Yeah, so. yeah, no
2: worries. Thanks again for having me. <laughs> Thanks, man. Isaac. Really I, I greatly it. appreciate you yeah, coming on, I and it.
1: Uh, I know our listeners have been anxiously awaiting uh, here in this conversation, and we'd hoped to, to yeah. get on with all three of us. But yep. I'm I'm happy that it happened. Yeah, it here. finally and, happened. I know we've been talking <laughs> about it for a while, <laughs> and I'm hopefully sure. we can get out and shoot one of these yeah, days. Yeah, one of these days, days well. man. So. Absolutely. All right. Thank you all for listening. Please
2: look up Isaac Spots at on Instagram at. It's Isaac's picks so it's I S A A C S P I C Z. Isaac's picks is me on Instagram. That's also my website as well. You can check out if you want. And on YouTube.
0: Uh, just Isaac Spots. Yeah, you know, just my name. Isaac, Isaac Spots,
2: Spots YouTube channel.
0: Yep. To see more of our team's work, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, our YouTube channel, and of course at wildandexposed.com. I want to send a special shout-out to our hardworking and talented producer, Missy McKenzie, for all that she does behind the scenes to create this show for your listening enjoyment. And no matter what podcast platform you're listening to us on, make sure to take the time to hit that subscribe or follow button and to give us a positive review, a five-star rating, or a thumbs up, as those help us to do we love to do and to bring you this podcast on a weekly basis until next time you've been listening to wild and exposed podcast thanks for tuning in